Before we get started with today's episode, I have a really exciting announcement. Wonder Media Network's Encyclopedia Womanica has been nominated for a Webby Award. We need your help to win. I'd so appreciate if you could vote for Encyclopedia Womanica as the best science and education podcast. You can find the link to vote in our episode notes. Now let's get to it. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Welcome to a brand new month, and therefore a brand new theme. All May, we're talking about mavericks and legends, women who are known or should be known for seriously challenging gender norms and turning societal or class expectations on their heads. The women in this group often overcame major disadvantages. Some of these women wielded great power, for better or for worse. Others accomplished incredible feats despite limits on their agency or ability. This theme is a bit more complex than some of our previous months, but hopefully it'll prove very much worth the journey. Today's legend was an American socialite, chef, and thriving Prohibition-era madam and entrepreneur. She was one of the earliest documented African-American transgender people in the United States. Please welcome Lucy Hicks Anderson. Tobias Lawson was born in Waddy, Kentucky in 1886. Though assigned male at birth, from her earliest years, she adamantly self-identified as female. By the time she started school, she insisted on wearing dresses and going by the name Lucy. Concerned with what was going on with her child, in an era before the term transgender was in our lexicon, Lucy's mother took her to see a physician. Interestingly, in light of the times, the doctor told Lucy's parents that the best course of action was simply to let her live as a woman, so they did. From that point forward, they fully embraced raising Lucy as a girl, and they were highly supportive of her. When Lucy was 15, she left school to join the workforce as a domestic. Five years later, Lucy moved from Kentucky down to Picos, Texas, where she worked at a local hotel for 10 years. Then in 1920, she moved to Silver City, New Mexico, where she met and married a man named Clarence Hicks. Lucy was 34 at the time. After their wedding, Lucy and Clarence left New Mexico to move to Oxnard, California, where Lucy once again found work as a domestic. There, Lucy began making a name for herself by winning a number of baking competitions. She was also celebrated around town as a talented chef. In 1929, Lucy and Clarence divorced. Now on her own, Lucy used her life savings to purchase property close to the center of town. It wasn't just any property. It was a boarding house front for a brothel that also sold liquor, then illegal under prohibition. Lucy was a very successful madam. Her brothel and drinking establishment was a well-known and well-used community establishment. During her free time, Lucy was a celebrated hostess and socialite in town, well-known for throwing lavish dinner parties and being heavily involved in many of the town's charitable and civic organizations. She used these friendships and connections with important members of Oxnard society to get her out of trouble with the law. Scholar C. Riley Snorton wrote, When the sheriff arrested her one night, her double-barreled reputation paid off. Charles Donlin, the town's leading banker, promptly bailed her out. He had scheduled a large dinner party, which would have collapsed dismally with Lucy in jail. 
1944, Lucy married a man named Reuben Anderson, an American soldier who was stationed at Mitchell Field in Long Island, New York. A year later, in 1945, a sailor visiting Oxnard claimed that he'd caught a venereal disease from one of the women working in Lucy's brothel. As a result, all of the women working at the brothel were required to undergo medical examinations by the local doctor. This order included Lucy herself. When the local district attorney learned from the examination that Lucy was assigned male at birth, he decided to charge her with perjury for lying about her sex on her recent marriage certificate and for impersonating a woman. During her trial, Lucy stated, I defy any doctor in the world to prove that I am not a woman. I have lived, dressed, acted just what I am, a woman. Still, she was convicted of perjury relating to her marriage license and received a sentence of 10 years probation. Because only marriages between men and women were legally recognized at the time, Lucy's marriage was also deemed invalid as a result of the conviction, as she was now legally considered a man. In a final gut punch, in 1946, the federal government decided to charge both Lucy and Reuben with fraud for receiving money allotted to wives of soldiers under the GI Bill. Lucy was also initially charged with failing to register for the military draft, but that was eventually dropped. Both Lucy and Reuben were found guilty of the fraud charge and were sentenced to prison. By order of the court, Lucy was also forbidden from wearing women's clothing while incarcerated. After serving their time, Lucy and Reuben tried to move back to Oxnard, but were barred by order of the police chief, who threatened further prosecution if Lucy returned. Instead, the couple moved to Los Angeles, where they resided together until Lucy's death in 1954. She was 68 years old. All month, we're talking about Mavericks and legends. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. And you can follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you soon. Hey listeners, Mother's Day is around the corner. Are you looking for a unique way to tell the mother in your life how much she means to you? Never fear, WMN has you covered. Forgo a classic gift and purchase a customized episode of Encyclopedia Womanica starring mom. Head to wondermedianetwork.com to fill out a few questions. For just $100, we'll make a special podcast episode all about your mom that will no doubt be a big hit this Mother's Day. All submissions are due by May 6th and will be delivered on Mother's Day, May 10th. For more information, visit wondermedianetwork.com.